We're going to go in Romans chapter 5, but I'm going to do something a little weird. Surprise. I'm going to do something a little different. Surprise. I'm going to read verses 12 through 21, and then we're going to go back and read 6 to 11. And I'm going to read sections of the Scripture, and then just, I'm not going to break down every word. I love to do that. Y'all know if you come on Sundays, I, I like every word. I like to explain them all. But we're going to look at the big picture here. We're going to look at what it really is about and what Jesus was about when He came. So if you've been with us for 15 or 20 minutes, my prayer is that you'll hear God's Word and it would touch your heart. And for those of you who are here today and you go, I have. I know who He is. The Holy Spirit has pulled me unto Himself. God has given, appointed to me to know Jesus, and I do, and I've given my life. Then this should just be joy. Exceeding joy. And if there's anybody in here who doesn't know, or is confused, or is angry at or angry at God, or frustrated with what's going on, or if you just have never been at that point where you know what you understand and you want to make a decision for Christ, I want to give it to you as clearly and simply as I can tonight. And then I will do a 52-minute altar call until, until we get enough hands raised. No, I'm kidding. But I just want to look at this passage. Let's read. Starting in verse 12. Therefore, just as sin came into the world through one man and death through sin, so death spread to all men because all sinned. For sin indeed was in the world before the law was given. But sin is not counted where there is no law. Yet death reigned from Adam to Moses, even over those whose sinning was not like the transgressions of Adam, who was a type, listen, who was a type of the one who was to come. A couple things. Adam was a real man. Adam was a real man created by a real God in a real place called Eden. I know. We can read the Bible and make a mistake because some of it sounds and fairy tale like. Dr. R.C. Sproul said just this week, well, I don't know if he said it this week, but I read it this week. The reason that some of it had to be a little bit, I mean, Jonah's a little bit crazy. It's because if it was intellectual enough, our arrogance and our pride would get in the way. We'd never have a chance to have faith and believe it. So it's got to rock us. Creation is a, is a hard story. But if you believe in a really cool, awesome God, it makes it pretty simple. So Adam was this real man, and he was in this garden, and he had one, he had but one, he had but one restriction. Don't eat this fruit. Don't eat this fruit. See, Adam was created perfect. He was supposed to be the father of perfection, the father of a perfect race, which would have been all of us. Every creed and color we are. That's the way it was supposed to be. However, Adam was supposed to be this father, this, this firstborn of creation, this perfect image of God in flesh. And he ruined it. Because he broke the one creation and he sinned. At that moment, the arrogance took over and he sinned. And he broke the one rule 
And because of that one rule being broken, we're all sinners. Because Adam, against God, he ruined the perfect creation. At the moment of his sin, sickness and death and harm and evil stepped into creation. Well, the rough part about this is not even that he disobeyed God. It's that because he was the firstborn of all, his sin now is passed down to me and to you. And because of that one sin, we're all sinners. Romans 3.23 says it very clearly, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. That's you and me both. And, that's, and that stinks. And what this teaches us is that we in no way can help this situation or fix it or correct it. We need a Redeemer. We have to have a Savior. That's why Christmas. It's great news that we celebrate Christmas because it, rem- it, it means that the one who could and the one who is and the one who is working it out and the one who justifies and the one who is righteous did come. The Redeemer came. Hallelujah. That's why Christmas. He came. He came in the form of a baby and grew up as a perfect man, sacrificially died for my sin and for yours on a cross on a hill called the, the place of the skulls called Calvary, called Galgan. He hung there and he died. He had a spear stuck through his side and you don't have to have the Bible to read about it. You can find it in history books that have nothing to do with Christian literature that a man named Jesus was hung on a cross and instead of breaking his on that cross, a Roman soldier stuck him with a spear. Josephus writes about it if you need somebody besides the Bible. Now where Josephus went wrong is that the Bible tells me that this same God who created all of this stuff that we see allowed His Son to be laid in the ground. But after three days, His Son rose because He had the power of the Father in His resurrection. And He walked out. Josephus, however, says that His body was stolen. And, the, the, and, and for, the, until all of the disciples were killed, which is first off a lie because John didn't die of a martyr, so he missed the point on this one, but that the Romans hunted, hunted them down. But no, no, no. What we know is that he victoriously walked out of that grave to defeat death, that he might be our Redeemer. That's why Christmas. Now these next six verses give us five contrasts. And we're going to look at five, and all we're going to read them, and then tell you what they are, and we're going to keep going. But I want you to understand it. It's because of sin, Jesus had to come as a Redeemer. Let's read these verses. But the free gift is not like the trespass. For if many die through one man's trespass, much more have the grace of God and the free gift by the grace of that one man, Jesus Christ, abounded for many. And the free gift is not like the result of one man's sin. For the judgment following one trespass brought condemnation, but the free gift following many trespasses brought justification. For if, because of one man's trespass, death reigned through that one man, much more will those who receive the abundance of grace and the free gift of righteousness reign in life through the one man, Jesus Christ. Therefore, as one trespass led to condemnation for all men, so one act 
of righteousness leads to justification and life for all men. For as one, for as by the one man's disobedience, the many were made sinners, so by the one man's obedience, that many will be made righteous. Now the law came in to increase the trespass. But where sin increased, grace abounded all the more. So that as sin reigned in death, grace also might reign through righteousness, leading to eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Paul's writing is not easy to read or understand. Let's, look, let's just break down the, the contrasts here. Verse 15, Adam's trespass brought death. Jesus' death brought grace above all other trespasses since then. Verses 16 and 18 say the same thing. There's something pretty important about this one. Because because of Adam's one sin, all of us forever brought condemnation upon us. But after all these trespasses that were ever to happen or ever going to happen, Jesus' one act brought pure justification. I like the idea of justification. It's just as if I never did it. Verse 17 that says, Through Adam, death reigned, and yet through Jesus, grace and righteousness reign. Adam made all sinners, verse 19, and Jesus can make all righteous. Verse 20 says, sin, Adam's sin is the reason the law can be written and given to the Israelites. Adam's sin brought about the law, and Jesus' one act of death and resurrection brings about abounding grace. That's why Christmas. That's why Christmas. Jesus doesn't just give life over Adam's death. He offers and gives eternal life over Adam's death. It's not just the, the, the idea that eventually one day He will redeem all of the creation. It is the fact that He redeems us and takes us for eternal life. But to whom? To whom is this, does this happen? Because sadly and harshly, the Bible is very clear that not everyone is God's child and not everyone goes to heaven. Because of Adam's condemning sin, not everyone gets to have a relationship with Christ. Verse 17 makes it really clear. I want to read verse 17 to us again. For it's because of one man's trespass, death reigned through that one man. Much more, listen to this line, will those who receive the abundance of grace and the free gift of righteousness reign in life through the one man, Jesus Christ. Those who receive. God, Jesus is God's free gift. Free gift. A condemned people. But we are responsible for turning to Him in redemption. I mean, a repentance, I'm sorry, to receive redemption. We have a responsibility, and if the Holy Spirit of God is called our hearts unto Himself, then we must receive that to gain these riches of the Father through Jesus Christ. It just doesn't come to everyone. I wish it did. It would have been easier for all of us. But we'd also never know how great the love of God is or the love of Christ is. 
We never understand what it is to draw un, uh, to be drawn unto Him, to live for the joy that He gives, to, to walk in the righteousness that He leads us in. We would never understand if it was just freely given to all people at all the times. We would never understand what His greatness really looks like. We would never understand holiness and righteousness. We would never understand that passage that Debbie read earlier, that He came to be the payment, the penalty payment for us. We would never understand or need Christmas. Because we'd all just be good enough. There'd be any way we wanted to, we'd get there. That's not what the Bible teaches us. If you're in here today and you go, well, you know what? No matter what you ever say to me, I'm not going to believe the Bible. You can't make me believe it. You're right. And that, that's harsh. That's hard for me. Because for one, I'm too hard-headed to take no for an answer usually. And two, I, I desperately love people and want people to know Christ. So there has to be a point to where we have to learn and understand what the trust and the faith in what God's Word says. But we would never know that this tree, which is a symbol of a whole lot of generational stuff, and we can find pagan roots, and we can find the Church of England's roots, and we can find Orthodox roots. We can argue about whether we should have them or not. Just decorations. You have other pictures on your wall at home. There's no difference. It's not worth fighting about. Now, if I come here and I bow down, I pray to this tree, then we have a problem. Hit me with something. We decorate for Christmas, at least in our home, within my own heart. What I try to teach my children, what we discuss, we decorate because we want to celebrate Jesus. And it's pretty and we enjoy it. Why the why Christmas? Why do we enjoy it? Well, let's go back to verses 6 through 11. Let's read these verses. This is joy. This is love, folks. For while we were still weak, <laughs> I'm not sure I'm strong yet. At the right time, Christ died for the ungodly. For one will scarcely die for a righteous person, though perhaps for a good person one would dare even to die. But God showed His love for us and that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Since therefore we have now been justified by His blood, much more shall we be saved by Him from the wrath of God. For if while we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of His Son, much more now that we are reconciled. Shall we be saved by His life? For more than that, we also rejoice in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have now received reconciliation. It's clear, easy to read, right? Here's what it says. Christ, the Son of God, the perfect man, the second Adam, the new firstborn of all creation, the one who can take away that trespass that Adam has passed on to us, came and lived. And He came and lived and He died for sinners. Who are they? Me. You. Us. I read you Romans 3.23, For all have sinned. The word in the, in the Greek for sin is a, it's an archery term. 
And it means to miss your target. Pretty awesome. So every single time we just miss slightly on God's Word, following His direction, we sin. Every time. Every thought, every idea, every action, every word is sin if it's not lined up with what God had for us. But He died for us. And without Christ, we are ungodly and unrighteous with no hope, with no help. And this is when He came, this is why He came, and this is who He came for. If you're a believer today, that's, that should be a reason to jump and shout and scream and sing and don't do it here, but dance naked like David if you have to. Whatever you need to do to worship, you do it. When He moves, you just start. You might be in the shower and all of a sudden you just start. I don't know what you do at home. <laughs> Maybe that's just me. I got a big shower though, so <sighs> nobody can critique my dance skills. Why though? Why did he do it? Christ didn't die to be a, hero, a superhero. Christ didn't die to get fame and notoriety. What did the verse say? Verse 8, but God shows his love for us. But God shows His love. Christ died because of love. He is the culmination and the perfection of all love. And He showed it in His death. He is the ultimate. He is the final. He is the matchless love. Why is love so hard on earth, right? Why is love hard between us? Because we mess up. We fall short. He never does. He never did. He is our justification through His death and through His blood. At the moment that He died, reconciliation was available to all people. Reconciliation was available to all of His creation, not just to the people. I think about that a lot. I wonder what that new creation is going to look like. Man, it must be cool. I'm going to ride a lion. Just saying. He reconciles us to God. Reconcile, what's that mean? means to bring harmony with. To bring into harmony with. We're going to listen to something some beautiful harmony in a few minutes. But it also means to make compatible. Because within our sin, we're never compatible with God. If we walk and live in a sinful life, we're not compatible with God. This is great news. Because there's no other hope and there's no other way besides what we have at Christmas. This is a new and abundant life through the cross, through the life, through the death of Jesus, and much more in His resurrection. It says if He reconciled us in His death, we are more reconciled and we are saved even greater by His life, by His resurrection. This is our reason for joy, believers. This is our reason to celebrate Christmas. Without these about Jesus, we would have no reason for this celebration. And no reason for church, no reason for joy, no reason for love without Jesus. The whole story of Jesus.